going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're presented to you by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boots to same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has exactly what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, you're going to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Bash us WinBet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Bash us W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. What's going on, guys? We have four teams left. The NFL playoffs are almost to a close. I want to give a, a hats off to Brian Dable for a great season. I had zero, zero expectations for my New York Giants. If you told me we were a competitive six and eight, six and nine team, I would have been totally fine with it because it's been a train wreck. So one playoff win is one more than I thought. And, you know, 49ers took care of business, took care of the Cowboys for me. And uh, we'll see Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts. And then we have Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. A lot of people trying to figure out a nickname for Joe Burrow, the king of the north, Joe, Joe Snow. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, you still got one of yours in there, Brad. So yeah. I, got, I got a dynasty question for you, sir. What in the world are we doing with Brock Purdy in dynasty? <laughs> dude, dude, the hype is real. The hype is real. This dude, Mr. Irrelevant, is starting in the NFC Championship game after going, has not lost a game since he's come in. He is 100% at winning. It's ridiculous. But look, I think I might even have some hype for this dude. I got two offers. I've got him in a, in a couple leagues. I, I've seen the 211 offered to me and I turned it down. I got the 205 offered and I thought about it real hard. And I was like, dude, I told him, I said, I should probably take this, but I'm not going to. I'm going to hold it. This is the first game we didn't see the 202 that we talked about, right? Dallas, that the defense played very well. Uh, but it's, I, there's not a chance, barring injury, knock on wood, that he is not the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers next year. There, there's no way that, that that coaching staff and that ownership team and John Lynch and the GM can sit there and look at that and say, you know what, we're benching Brock Purdy. We're going to what we don't know anything about in Trey Lance. Not to mention there's articles coming out from the athletics saying they've already said Trey Lance would have to take huge steps in the offseason to be even remotely close to being their starter. So they've got it. They have to figure out a way to move on from Trey Lance. I don't know if they're going to find a bidder or not, but he ain't starting for the 49ers next year. Yeah. I mean, we saw this with Russell Wilson and Matt Flynn, where Russell Wilson came in and took over. Um, we, I don't compare this to Nick Foles and Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz, as bad as he is currently at the time, he was an MVP candidate and he was playing great. And, and he, deserved to take over the job. And Nick Foles also was a free agent when somewhere else wasn't on a seventh round salary. Um, 
Definitely. What's up, Nate? Appreciate you hanging out with us as always. I put a poll out there on Twitter and asked, who would you take first in a dynasty startup? And it was a selfish question because I'm in a startup. Brock Purdy or Trey Lance? And right now it's 32% Brock Petty, Brock Petty, Brock Purdy, and then and Trey Lance, 68%. And then there's a couple people commenting with Trey Lance, are you crazy? And I'm not. Like, there's no way that I can take Trey Lance with confidence right now. I can't say I can take Brock Purdy with extreme confidence, but I am more confident. Um, so if I can't get both, I'm gonna go with none. Um, but if you got Ooh. offered, you know, if you got offered a one ten or one twelve for Brock Purdy, you taking it Superflex? In Superflex, probably not. Probably not. That's that's I'm crazy. I'm crazy. But we'll see in this mock draft we're gonna look at today, right? There's quarterbacks that were taken after him, like what after Trey Lance. Like Trey Lance is taken, and then there's quarterbacks after him. Like, how can you feel comfortable rolling in with Lance as your QB one when other known starting quarterbacks are on the on the the waiting list right now? So, yeah, and and so I'm gonna do a shameless plug here. I want you guys to check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com and check out my article on the NIL impact on the NFL draft. We saw a few players waiver. Um, Jordan Addison waited until the last day. Quentin Johnston waited till the last day. C.J. Stroud waited till the last day. Condre Miller, the last day. And we, we saw a couple guys stay. We saw some notable quarterbacks, Sam Hartman, Spencer Rattler, Michael Penix, um, Bo Nix. They, they did not declare to the draft. And, you know, the thought is, is, is of course, the NFL is paying these guys more money, right? Well, n- not really. And not everybody has a million-dollar NIL deal. Don't get me wrong. But Spencer Rattler, he got paid $882,000 in NIL money last year. Let's go with, with what the players in the NFL were, were getting. Kenny Pickett got a, got a $3.5 million in guarantees over four years. Desmond Ritter, he had third-round pick, $1 million, $80,000, or $1.8 million. Malik Willis, $900,000. Matt Corral, $864,000. Bailey Zappi, 647. Sam Howell, 361600 dollars Guaranteed money. Chris Aludicon, he was a six-round pick, $89,952. Skylar Thompson, 82216 Again, this is over four years. Brock Purdy, 77000 guaranteed. 77000 guaranteed over four years. He made more than that. His salary can be more based on you know, incentives and things like that, playing time, winning games. Obviously, he's made more money than 77000 at this point. But if he was not on the active roster, he would not be making as much money. And these guys can go and play in college. Hennon Hooker made $1.3 million last year. Drake May made $1.1 million. He's going to make more. We saw Blake Corum stay. Kayshawn uh, Boutte, he decided to, to go out. Um so I think it's interesting. I also think with the transfers and all this, you can kind of use this as a pre-draft tool to see like who are some of the stars. Like Evan Evan Stewart out of Texas A&M, he's making a ton of money. I'm like, okay, who is this guy? And so like you can you can kind of see like if people are paying these guys like free agents, that that's obviously shows that they have some value and and it's more than what the other players are. You can go to you know quarterbacks as well, but go check it out, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Let's get let's get into this. 
I personally think the Cowboys should be shopping Trey Lance, Dak. Hey, we saw it happen with Josh Rosen a couple years ago. Um, you know, these contracts, the way it works is half of it's paid out in the first the first year with sign-on bonuses and stuff. So somebody could get Trey Lance on a very, very friendly contract. Yeah. And so if somebody has a first-round grade on Trey Lance, they could offer a first-round pick. People hang on. They There's a reason Laquan Treadwell was on eight different teams. People hang on to these first-round grades, and every coach thinks that they're the coach that can unlock this guy. Yep. And so we haven't seen anything from Trey Lance, but I don't, I don't think we've had a chance to see anything from Trey Lance. But if somebody thinks that he's worth a first-round pick and the 49ers believe that they can roll with Brock Purdy, they can move him, get a first-round pick, get some more pieces. And, um, you know, the Cowboys are definitely someone that they uh, – I don't think they can move I mean, on. They got almost $90 million in dead cap space for Dak Prescott this year. Like, it just <laughs> – I mean, to your point, they could get Trey Lance cheap, right? But he's not starting for Dallas because Dak is getting paid way too much money to be yeah, on Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is a little bit of a pipe dream, um, but I do think Dallas makes changes. I don't, I don't know if Mike McCarthy stays, but I yeah. damn sure think Kellen Moore is going to get fired. You can't yes. lose because of incompetence two years in a row and no, yep. nobody head roll. Plus, Dan Quinn might leave. They might just give Dan Quinn the job. Um, let's get into the draft, but before we do that, we want to talk about our sponsor again. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, you sign up today, you'll receive a special offer. If you bet $100, you're going to get $100. Limited state availability, and of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash winbet. That's so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and play in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Brad, let's get into this mock draft. And I had to restart it because I had to add the rookies in. But I do want to – lost my voice. I do want to give some love to the guys that helped us out. So um, Jay Hayes, Fudge, Dak Kamish, Popes, Mad Jester is team five, six. <coughs> he had the best team. He wants me to tell you that. Um, CSK. <laughs> Dynasty Mad, Jack Pletter, myself, uh, Team 9, Ginger, Team 10, and then Ryler, Jay Church. Appreciate you guys. Um, we put the kickers in. We took the kickers out and did the draft, but now it's updated, so we have them in there. So, Brad, let's just kick it off. I'm going to go get some water. Can you run us through round one? Yeah, for sure. You got it on the screen here. I'm not going to read pick by pick by pick, right? Nobody wants to do that when you can see it on the screen. But what I can't forget about are our listeners out there listening to this on your way to work or in your pot ear pods while you're while you're running on the treadmill or lifting weights. So the 101, this is a one quarterback lead. We saw Justin Jefferson go 102. We saw Bijan Robinson, a guy who hasn't even stepped on an NFL field yet. 
go at 102, followed by Jamar Chase at 103, Jonathan Taylor, 104, first quarterback off the board, and Patrick Mahomes at the 105, CeeDee Lamb at 106, A.J. Brown, 107, Cooper Cup, 108, Jalen Waddle, 109, Chris Olave, 110, five-pick run on the wide receiver position. And then to wrap up the first round, we saw Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker go at the RB3 and RB4 to round out your first round. And for me, the big, there's a couple things that, that piqued my interest here. One is in a one-quarterback league, seeing even somebody as good as Patrick Mahomes, as consistent as Patrick Mahomes is, go with the 105, seems very early to me for a quarterback when you still have guys like CeeDee Lamb on the board and A.J. Brown on the board, some of these cornerstone wide receivers that you build your dynasty team around, especially when we're talking one quarterback leagues. So that was interesting to me. And then the other one is Chris Olave coming off the board at wide receiver seven in the back end of the first round. You got a lot of uncertainty there. I know you still have uh, you know, the head coach stayed, the offensive coordinator stayed, but you are you don't know what the situation is with the quarterback. You don't know what the situation is with Michael Thomas. You don't know what the situation is with the running game and what they're going to do with Alvin Kamara. There's a lot of volatility in that situation. I just couldn't spend a first round startup pick on Chris Olave, even with it being as, as solid, of solid of a season as we saw from him this year. Yeah, and, and I took Jalen Waddle here. And and do I think uh, at my rankings in 2023, if Jalen Waddle is going to be a top five wide receiver? Probably not. Um, Tyreek Hill is the alpha there. And even when the offense was was when the offense was at its best, Waddle was a wide receiver one. But at the tail end of the season, after the defenses were starting to figure them out a little bit, Waddle's target count was was six or under in 50% of the games. And it's just, you know, like that's you're going to take him here because of the dynasty value. And then you see later on kind of get some starters, but you're going to have to pay up and you see, there's a lot of sophomores in that first round. A lot of guys that were drafted in the last two draft classes. And then of course, like you said, Bijan Robinson up front um, round two, we had Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Najah Harris, Travis Etienne, a lot of running backs, Josh Allen, Debo Samuel, T Higgins, Travis Kelsey, Deandre Swift, Garrett Wilson, Tyree Kill, Amon Ross St. Brown to close it up. What stands out to you, Brad, in the in that group? This is a pretty standard second round, in my opinion. I would have expected, you know, I talked about Patrick Mahomes in the first. I, I would expect him to go here before Josh Allen or after Josh Allen, depending on, on your flavor when you're talking fantasy. Uh, but the one thing I think that kind of sticks out to me a little bit is Travis Kelsey being the first tight end off the board. I get it. He's absolutely the best tight end in fantasy. It's not even close. Uh, age is what I would take into account here when I'm looking at building a dynasty roster. What am I trying to do? Am I trying to win in year one? Or am I looking at trying to be able to be competitive for the future as well as just year one? So seeing him go ahead of guys like Mark Andrews, who when healthy and he has Lamar Jackson, is putting up very similar numbers uh, as Travis Kelsey. So, and there's a seven year age difference there, I believe. I think Mark Andrews is just 25, I believe, uh, 25 or 26. So I, it's, it's a little interesting to me. And then the, the last one is that last pick in the second round in Amon Ra again, another little bit of volatility, right? What are we going to see in Jared Goff? 
Uh, Jameson Williams is coming back in. I think DJ Shark found his way into a little bit of a, you know, team-friendly deal, but likely might stay in Detroit as well. So what do we see from Amon Ra moving forward? And this early uh, for a guy that has that volatility, I just don't know if I can do it yet. Yeah, and and with Amon Ra St. Brown, I mean, I'm I'm okay with it, but I, I get what you're saying as far as, you know, what your, your short-term impact is here. Um, you know, everyone's dynasty strategies are different. Some people are looking to win now. Some people are looking to the future. Some people are just acquiring assets. They know that the team they draft in February will probably not even be half the team that they roll out in September if they're like yeah. me. Um, I will let Jeremy know that you absolutely loved his first two picks of Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, I think that was Team Popes. Um, nice. but you got one quarterback round one, one, one quarterback round two, one tight end round two, a whole lot of young receivers. And we saw a decent amount of running backs. That's, you know, that's seven, eight, nine, nine running backs in the first two rounds. So, you know, without the super flex, you see a lot more running backs. Um, Debo Samuel, I mean, he looks great in the playoffs, but the way they use him in the playoffs and the, and the regular season are just different. And so I have a hard time putting him up there above Garrett Wilson, above Tyreek Hill, above Amon Ross St. Brown, personally. Um, it's just that that's hard for me. Uh, go, going into the third round, you have Kyle Pitts at 301, DK Metcalf at 302, Devonta Smith 303, Stephon Diggs at 304, Drake London at 305, Mark Andrews at 306, Justin Herbert at 307, Austin Eckler at 308, Jameer Gibbs at 309, Josh Jacobs at 310, Javante Williams at 311, Ramondre Stevenson at 312. Brad, what sticks out there? Yeah, for me, this is all about rookie rankings right now. And it, it, when you take the rookies and you lump them in with your dynasty rankings, where do you have these guys? For me, this is a little early on Jameer Gibbs. I've got Jameer Gibbs at RB18 right now. And the biggest reason for that, and we'll talk a lot about these rookies later on, we're actually going to touch on these guys on Thursday, is he's not, I don't think he's going to be a three down back. I think he's going to be more of that pass catching type of guy. He's not going to get the volume. And when I look at some of these guys going after him, Josh Jacobs, volume, 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 passing and first and second down work. Ramondre Stevenson with Damian Harris getting out of town. All the volume, first and second down, and the pass catching work. Javante Williams, we hope he comes back healthy, gets all that first and second down work. And we saw him get involved in the pass game before he got hurt this season. So I, it, I just struggle with that pick. It feels a little, a little early for me. I would probably look at that that early fourth round turn uh, for him after these other guys go off the board. Yeah, and so um, that pick stands out to me as well, and it's also my pick. Um, and so when you do the draft picks and you do the, the draft, you, you kind of do the rookie draft after, um, we, we kind of did the, the draft in the middle of our picks, but at this time I wasn't sure how my roster was going to be. And so I went with the running back and I went with Gibbs and in hindsight, I was like, man, I should have just took Josh Jacobs. And then it, this is a great segue to what we talked about before the show using the board to kind of talk about dynasty value. Because if I offered you the 102 for Josh Jacobs, what would you say? I would probably turn it down based on the Josh Jacobs season he had. And so if I off offered Javante Williams for 102. I would take the 102. Yeah. So yeah, like this I is would. the range for those guys. Stevenson or 102. 
So in my eyes, yeah. I was taking the 102 over these yeah. players. And then at the end of the day, I would have rather those players. <laughs> yeah. Now that you put it in that perspective, every time you said that, I'd take the 102. I'd take the 102. But then you throw that name in there and you're like, ah, oh, no, I wouldn't take the 102. Yeah. yeah. And, and so. so like immediate regret on that one. And so like, I'm glad you picked it out because it was my pick and I own it, but I definitely would have liked that one back. Um. Going into the next round, we have Devontae Adams at 401. So Devontae Adams in a one-quarterback league is now in the fourth round. You lost your cell window on Devontae Adams, and now we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Maybe it's Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it's Tom Brady, and maybe the value goes back up this offseason. So two picks after him, you see Jamison Williams. I got turned down for him for Jamison Williams straight up. Yep. So we have uh, Joe Mixon at 402, Jameson Williams 403, Christian Watson 404, Derrick Henry 405, Michael Pittman 406. Again, look how close Henry and um, 102 were. And if I if I offered 102 for Henry, I would be you get laughed at. I'd be laughed at. I'd be, throw me in the group chat and, and roast me. <laughs> Michael Pittman at 406, Joe Burrow 407. Again, it's one quarterback. DJ Moore 408, Chris Godwin 409. Jackson Smith and Jigba at 410. Jalen Hurts, 411. Tony Pollard at 412. What are your thoughts here, Brad, looking at this this round? Yeah, I think the thing that stands out to me here is the Jalen Hurts pick. And and not because I think it's a bad pick, um, but this is where you start to think about scoring a little bit, right? Okay, where am I going to get the advantage at the quarterback position in a one-quarterback league? Well, if it's four-point passing touchdowns, I'm going with those rushing quarterbacks because every time they rush a touchdown in, it's more points than if, you know, Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown. So, you know, and I don't know what the scoring was in this or if it was even really talked about because uh, I don't expect it to change a ton. But if I can say you could have Travis Etienne in the second or Josh Allen, or you could have Tony Pollard and Jalen Hurts, I'm going to probably take Tony Pollard and Jalen Hurts. I, I just, I feel like the upside that you get with that rushing and getting Jalen Hurts this late compared to some of those other quarterbacks that were taken early, it might behoove you to kind of hold off a little bit. Uh, I do think this is kind of abnormally late for Jalen Hurts in a, in a startup draft though. Yeah. And you know, I'm a middle, you know, I, I do like the, you know, the middle quarterbacks, um, and this is a good spot with a guy like Trevor Lawrence or Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, those guys. And, you know, we had Rocky and uh, we, had, we had Rocky and Russ from the Dynasty Trade Addicts on the show. And at that point, Jalen Hurts was not throwing passing touchdowns. And so he was on pace for 16 passing touchdowns for the year, just like last year. And I said, I wouldn't want Jalen Hurts because he doesn't have passing volume. Well, he went bananas after that. And so Jalen Hurts is absolutely in that conversation because when you have a guy that's combining for 30 to 35 to 40 touchdowns, rushing and receiving, that is, and rushing, rushing and passing, that's a lot of offense and about 4,000 yards of offense. And he still missed a couple games. So yeah. um, Hurts is absolutely up there. And, and some people are taking him in the top three now, um, above Herbert and above Burrow. Um, and so, uh, the next, you know, the next round we had Zach Evans at 501, Nick Chubb at 502, TJ Hawkinson at 503, Jerry Judy at 504, Traylon Burks at 505, Deontay Johnson at 506, 
Dalvin Cook, 507. Alvin Kamara, 508. Marquise Brown at 509. Trevor Lawrence, 510. Terry McLaurin at 511. And Lamar Jackson at the 512. Uh, what are your, your thoughts here on this round? Uh, TJ Hawkinson is a huge value at this point at 503, right? If I, if I look at the team that took Kyle Pitts, for instance, at, uh, the, the 301, would I rather have DK Metcalf and TJ Hawkinson, or would I rather have Kyle Pitts and Jordan Addison? Like it's not even close when you look at it in the two pairs there. So the value there, I think is an absolute smash for TJ Hawkinson at the 503. Yeah, and, and I was going to look where I got him in the, you know, in my other, my startup that I'm doing, and it's right around the same spot uh, where I actually got him today. today. So um, I took I, him in the startup, the mock startup that we're doing right now, I believe. I got him at 410 in a super flex startup um, earlier and has the draft picks as well. Yeah, I took him at 306. So I took him in the third round where you see Kyle Pitts. So that, that kind of explains that's where I've got him valued anyway. Yeah. I, I love the landing spot with him in Minnesota, the way he, he was yep. used, the targets went up and he just was just starting to learn that offense. Um, so I just, I really do agree. Um, you know, uh, as far as, you know, Tra- Trevor Lawrence, this draft was done about three or four weeks ago. So I think you'd see Trevor Lawrence go up and you might see TJ Hawkinson as well. Um, you're seeing some older running backs come in and maybe you get one or two years of good production out of them. Um, Dalvin cook. I had the question earlier, is Dalvin cook worth a first round pick? And it's like, no, but then on the board, you're seeing Dalvin cook go ahead of the one Oh three, one Oh four. And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting conversation. Um, the next round we have, uh, Jahan Dotson. At the 601, George Pickens, 602, Keishon Boutte, 63, Rashad White, 64, DeAndre Hopkins at 65, Aaron Jones at 66, Quentin Johnston at 67, Mike Williams at 608, J.K. Dobbins, 609, George Kittle, went bully tight end here, um, 610, Brandon Ayuk, 611, Jordan Addison at 612. Again, Ayuk or Addison? Like Addison's a top five pick and you get Iuke right there. It, it's yep. interesting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The, there, there are two things in this round that kind of stand out to me. The first one is I feel like J.K. Dobbins is a huge value here at 608, right? Not only do you have youth, but you have just an offense that really works with him. I know he doesn't give you the passing upside or whatever, but when I see guys like Dalvin Cook at age 28 going into his 29 season, I see Alvin Kamara, who's 27, getting ready to be suspended at the start of the season as well. Uh, I see Aaron Jones, 28, going 29. These guys being taken over J.K. Dobbins, who's still only like 23 years old and looked really good in the back half of the season. And he looked really good, but also not fully healthy all at the same time, right? He gave you big numbers. He was breaking off good plays because he still had that short area of quickness. But you could see on those large breakaway runs that would normally be touchdowns for him, him get run down and he kind of limps up a little bit. So he's not fully healthy. I love that pick at the 608. I think it's really solid. The other one that stands out to me are the Pittsburgh receivers. To see Deontay Johnson come off before George Pickens, this is one of those situations I'm going to say, you know what? 
I'm going to take whoever falls to me because that's the value. If George Pickens is taken in the fifth round and Deontay Johnson falls to the sixth, I'm going to take him and vice versa here in this situation, you see George Pickens, the value. I, I had a question come in today, 208 plus Deontay Johnson or Jameson Williams. 208 and Deontay Johnson, or I'd probably take the upside of Jameson Williams. Yeah. And so I, I said, you know, to get Jameson Williams, you get to pay up a little bit. I think you're overpaying a little, yep. but you know, the upside's there. I would try to get Deontay plus a third for Jameson because Deontay just a couple of years, you know, just a year ago, he was worth a lot more, but obviously, yep. you know, that's, that's where we're at. Um, as far as the next round, we have Justin Fields. Tank Bigsby, Damian Pierce, Dallas Goddard. We have Juju Smith-Schuster, James Cook, Calvin Ridley, Gabriel Davis, Rashad Bateman, Christian Kirk, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper in the seventh round. Obviously, like with the rookie picks, just to kind of recap, the rookie draft went Bijan Robinson, Shamir Gibbs, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Then we had Zach Evans, Zach Evans, Jordan Addison, Quinton Johnston was 106. Tank Tank Bigsby. Quinton Johnston went. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um seven was Boutte. And then we had Tank Bigsby was 108. Yep. Yep. Um, and then so other, other than that, this round was a lot of receivers. Cal Ridley, Rashad Bateman, some guys that didn't really play this year. Um, Keenan Allen, older receiver. Um, what are your thoughts here? Team eight, what are you doing? Team number eight, Gabe Davis. So listen to this team build. Josh Allen at quarterback, running backs, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, all over the age of 27. Wide receivers, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, over both over the age of 30. And then you go Gabe Davis when Rashad Bateman's on the board, Christian Kirk is on the board, Keenan Allen's on the board, Amari Cooper's on the board. Like, your team is already screwed in two years. <laughs> like what it what Gabe Davis, that pick just doesn't make sense to me at that point, especially with Rashad Bateman on the board. Like if you're trying to get a little bit of youth, you go with the guy that's an alpha, not a guy that you don't know what week to start him. Right. And if you start him on the wrong week, he goose eggs you or gives you one catch. Uh, so at this point, I, I that that's the pick that kind of baffled me when you look at the team build. Okay, what is the team trying to do? It just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, and I was the team that took Rashad Bateman. I thought that was a uh, you know a pick that stood out to me. Uh, Bateman is someone that I think is a buy low with all the stuff that's going on. Um, they, they Greg Roman is no longer in Baltimore. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, and people might be worried it could be you know Tyler Huntley for a year, and they rebuild it and blow it. You know they blow it up and rebuild it because right now that team is built for Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I think Lamar, I think they find a way to get Lamar Jackson there. They could always franchise tag Lamar Jackson and Bateman and Jackson were good. Yep. Bateman was great. And so I'm totally fine with him there as my fourth receiver. Um, and I think Bateman is, is someone that is going to, is he more valuable as the season season grows and people remember like, Oh yeah, he does exist. <laughs> oh yeah. He is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dalton Schultz at eight Oh one. Kyler Murray at, at the 802. They have Pacheco, 803. Condre Miller at 804. Pat Frymuth, 808. Cortland Sutton, 80, uh, sorry, 805. Pat Frymuth, 806 for Cortland Sutton, 807 for Mike Evans, 80, 
uh, eight for Trey Lance, eight oh nine for Donovan Peoples Jones, AJ Dillon, eight ten, Cam Akers, eight eleven, Sean Tucker, eight twelve. Thoughts here? Yeah. So two things. One, I like the Kyler Murray pick at eight oh two. You've got the upside of that rushing quarterback I talked about earlier with Jalen Hurts. Now I don't think he's on the same level as Jalen Hurts. Don't get don't get me wrong. But if you think about it, Kyler Murray up until his injury was a top five dynasty quarterback and here you're getting him at like qb8 qb9 uh i get he's gonna miss a few weeks of the to start the season because of his injury uh but i I like that value that you're getting there in a one one quarterback league uh with him the other one to me is if i'm the guy that drafted cam Akers at 811 i'm probably pretty happy you gotta he's he ended the year on what like a four game hundred yard uh stretch and that was with Baker Mayfield at the helm, like very odd, like not a great offense. Uh, we the clarity has come out around Sean McVay. The clarity has come out around Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think they get that offense right. They figure out they get that offensive line squared away, and I think they've figured out. Hey, look, K Makers is a guy that we thought he could be. Now that we're through this injury riddle, whatever attitude issues they had early on, I think that's a pretty solid pick at the 811 right now. Looking at the guys going around him, Tyler Algier, AJ Dillon, like timeshare guys at best. Tyler Algier could be replaced. Uh, so I think it's a pretty solid pick there. Yeah. And, and, you know, you see Sean Tucker there. We talked about him before the show. Um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, and Cam Makers, people are still like, he doesn't have the value. He's better to you if you have him on your team than someone else. No one's going to trade you a whole lot for Cam Akers. Um, and, yeah, I'd rather the rookies and the upside of the rookies right now, but I think Akers is a solid pick. And, you know, you're getting him as your fourth or your fifth running back. Um, the next round we had Brian Robinson eight oh, you know, at, at the 901, Darnell Mooney at 902, Tyler Algier at 903, Sean Watson at 904, James Conner 905, Zach Charbonnet at 96. Miles Sanders, 9-7, Zeke Elliott at 9-8, Jalen Hyatt, 9-9, Cole Komet, 9-10, Elijah Moore, 9-11, and David Montgomery at the 9-12 spot. What are your thoughts here? This is all about – now you're at the point in the draft where I'm going to love the value picks. Uh, value pick – this is not a homer pick. This is – I think Deshaun Watson at a value pick in the ninth round. It's a guy that gives you top five upside from a dynasty quarterback perspective – And this is why, and I know Dave, you and I have talked about this before. This is why you wait to draft a quarterback in one QB leagues. You look at Kyler Murray in the eighth round before we look at Deshaun Watson in the ninth round. I know he didn't perform to what Deshaun Watson was before, uh, but I think the value that you're getting in these mid rounds to go late round quarterback is the way to go in a lot of these situations. And then the other one is that value at the tight end position. Cole Komet, could be a target hog. He could be the number one target in Chicago. He looked good when they finally figured out how to utilize Justin Fields in that offense. And he was the sole, really kind of the sole benefactor in that, mainly because Darnell Mooney got hurt a little bit as well. But I think that's a pretty good value pick at the tight end position at the 9-10. Yeah, and you mentioned Tyler Algier earlier, and I'm sure that some people might have turned the show off because they didn't like what you said. Called him a committee back. (laughs) Um, you made the reference to him possibly being replaced and we like Tyler, Tyler Algier and he had, you know, we talked about Cam Akers having a stretch to the end of the season. Tyler Algier did the same thing and he's a rookie without a major Achilles injury. So 
The difference is Cam Akers has better draft capital. Tyler Algier doesn't. Tyler Algier is also on a team that's kind of in flux. And so Arthur Smith is there. Hopefully uh, for him, they get better and he stays there. That could change. But when you have someone that's drafted in the fifth, sixth round, it's just, it, it could be replaced. Should they replace Tyler Algier? No. Like no. They have, they got 21 other positions they need to fix. Why would you fix the one that works? We said the same thing about James Robinson and the Jaguars. What did they do? They drafted a running back in the first round. So not saying Bijan's going to Atlanta, but we could see Atlanta replace him or put someone in there that significantly hurts his, you know, his his uh, production. He did not produce the way he did once Caleb Huntley went down. That's what triggered that. So I think yeah. Algiers a sell. And I put him in an article as a sell, and someone was like, "What? You're, you're an idiot. The whole point is collecting young running backs. And I was like, okay, well, talk to the James Robinson person that, like, this guy who sold James Robinson for, you know, two first-round picks. Like, yep. I'm, I'm laughing to the bank because it's just you cannot trust those guys that have that late-round late draft capital. Um, and Algiers great, you know, and this is a great value. He's a great pick in this round. I mean, he um, averaged, well, like – for almost five yards of carry this season, yeah. him and Huntley both, right? I think they were both at the same, yeah, that, that, right around like that 4.8. That range. offense ran the ball more than anybody else. And so yeah. we'll see if that continues, but I just, I do think he is a sell, but seeing Algier go ahead of Charbonnet, who apparently is a you know top 12 pick. Um, So can you get a top 12 draft pick for Tyler Algier? Probably not. Well, that was going to be my last thing about this round. We saw the 112 go in this round in Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver for the Tennessee Volunteers. You know, we'll see where he gets drafted. Zeke went before him. You ain't getting the 112 for Zeke. You're not getting the 112 for James Conner, for Cole Komet, like any of those guys. So it's, but the nice thing, and we'll talk about this later, is you can use that to your advantage. Be like, hey, here's a startup. We saw that 112 go in this range. Like, is, would you be willing to move the 112 for Miles Sanders, right? Or whoever you like in that range. So, yeah, I had someone DM me and ask me, like, what do you think about this trade? This guy w- traded um, 201, uh, 201 and Miles Sanders for 107. And I said, I, I don't, I don't think it's a bad move. And he's like, the 107, shouldn't they, like, they're rebuilding, shouldn't they have? And I was like, they got a, a the RB 13 on the year who's 25 and a free agent and they move back five spots. Like you're going from like Quentin Johnston to Josh Downs or going from a, you know, Sean Tucker to a Condre Miller. Like I'm totally fine with that. And so um, Miles Sanders is, he had it quietly had a very good year. And uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott does not belong in this, in this round. Um, (laughs) David Montgomery, I thought was a deep, it was a nice little pick at the end of the round. Uh, next round was round 10. Wandale Robinson, 1001. Darren Waller, 1002. Really like that pick. We have Bryce Young at 1003. Michael Mayer, 1004. Leonard Fournette, 1005. Tyler Lockett, 1006. Chase Brown, 1007. Michael Thomas, 1008. Israel Avicananda, 1009. Tell us Jeremy's team. That's his boy. Alec Pierce, 1010. Elijah Mitchell, 1111. Khalil Herbert at the 1012. The, the build, 
right? So earlier on, I talked about teammates build. Like, what are you doing pulling Gabe Davis in that build? It doesn't make sense. This time, team five. Uh, what what are you doing? You've already got five wide receivers. What? Why are you drafting thirty two year old Michael Thomas at that point? Right? It, you're not getting anything for him. You're screwed. You are stuck with Michael Thomas there. Now, I get at some point you have to take him. I get it. I'm not taking him here based on that build, right? I'd rather have Khalil Herbert or Alexander Madison, somebody who could find themselves into a situation, right? Or even if not, still provide a week-to-week flex play type of value in that offense. So it, that that is a very interesting pick to me. Um, I Maybe he still has some name recognition. I've got him in one league. I can't get a third-round pick for the guy. And he's going here around the 201, the 202. Yeah. You definitely ain't getting that for Michael Thomas. So it's yeah, that's, put, that's an putting, interesting pick. Putting your draft I, – I want people's – I want your like thoughts on this. What are your thoughts about putting the draft picks in the draft? A lot of people do their startup, and then they take the reverse order of the startup and make it your rookie draft. And I like to just put them in the draft. And I think it makes people a little bit more honest than you realize that those draft picks aren't as worth as much as you thought they were. Yep. Um, because when you put them by themselves, they're worth a whole lot more than what they are when you put them uh, you know, inside the puzzle when people are trying to piece together these teams. I thought there's some really good tight ends this round and the next round. Michael Mayer, he's going to be a first-round tight end. Those don't come around that often. I, I went and scooped him up knowing that I was going to get another tight end later because I like what was left. But getting him, letting him sit and develop on the taxi squad, you have Darren Waller. I thought that was a great pick. And then just another guy that I think is a huge screaming by low. Um, Wanda Robinson coming off an ACL is tough, but we saw that Giants offense. They need a receiver. This this is a regime that drafted him. Unrestricted free agents. Isaiah Hodgins, unrestricted. Darius Slayton, unrestricted. Stoney Sharp, uh, Shepard, unrestricted. Kenny Galladay, most likely going to be a post-June 1st cut. Richie James, Un- is he under contract? Un- unrestricted. Yeah. So the Giants, like they, the, their receivers are trying out. They'll probably bring back one or two of them, but Wando Robinson is their guy. And so they'll bring him back. They'll probably, you know, sign somebody, draft somebody. But Wando Robinson is, he's going to return. He's going to be one of the focal points of this offense. And I like uh, Alec Pierce. I think Alec Pierce had a, underrated season um and then Tyler Lockett it's just one or two years you're gonna get but he was a stud this year you're getting him in the 10th and he was consistent which was the biggest thing against him in prior seasons yeah um next round we have Alexander Madison 11-1 Dak Prescott 11-2 Miko Hardman at the 11-03 Jacoby Myers free agent 11-04 David Njoku 11-05 Kareem Hunt 11-06 Evan Ingram 11-07 they have John Mechie at 11.08, Antonio Gibson at 11.09, uh, Dawson Knox, 11.10, Hunter Renfro, 11.11, Alan Lazard, 11.12, also free agent. I would have literally taken anybody in this round or the next round over McCall Hardman. That is the surprise pick to me there, the 11.03, literally anybody, literally anybody. It is clear he is not – made for that offense right now. He's not what they had hoped he is or could have been. Um, I just, 
it does make sense to me there at the 11. Yeah, I think he is a free agent as well. Well, um, maybe that's the intrigue. Maybe, you know, so-and-so, whoever the 11 the team three is, thinks that he's going to go sign somewhere and be better. But is he going to – I mean, he's not going to get a better quarterback. So, so That's for sure. Yeah. Um, 11-12 or 12-1, Chase Claypool, who, uh, reminder, Bears fans, was traded for the 32nd pick. Um, Allen Robinson at the 12-2, Rondell Moore 12-3, Kirk Cousins at 12-4, Tua Tagovola 12-5, Clyde edwards 12-6, Devin Singletary 12-7, Kadarius Tony 12-8, Michael Gallup 12-9, TJ Stroud at 12-10, Cordell Patterson 12-11, Sky Moore at 12-12. Again, late-round quarterback, I swear I love it. You took Kirk Cousins, team nine, there in the 12th round. You got C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterback, going likely top three, if not number one overall uh, at the 12-10 here. So I, I like both of those picks. The two teams that did not have a quarterback waited it out and still got really nice options. Uh, and in a one QB league, right, okay, yeah, for your team, maybe you only have Cousins for one more year, Right. Kirk Cousins has deserved to play somewhere else if Minnesota doesn't re-sign him. He's going into his age 33 season. He still looks good. But with it being a one quarterback, you can get a first-round NFL draft quarterback in the second round next year, right, of the rookie draft. So I think that's still a solid build uh, moving forward. Yeah, and Brad, can you move the, the board up a little bit and answer this question? What kind of non-quarterback packages would you accept for Allen? Um, it is a two-quarterback, three-flex league. I'm assuming it's a dynasty league. Um, if it's a two-quarterback league, Josh Allen is is a he's worth three first-round picks. Um, you know, obviously, if it's the 101 or the 102, you're looking a little different. If it's you know a top three pick, you're still going to need another first-round pick. Like if if I traded you, if I offered you C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, your preference, plus a 2024 first for Josh Allen, would you accept it? No. I wouldn't either. And so, like, that's where we're at. If I offered you 2024 and 25 plus Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, your preference? Nope. I'm still so, I'm sticking with Allen. I, I just don't like the spread out over three years. I feel like it's it's not a cop-out. But it's somebody who doesn't want to pay the real value of the player. Okay, so I'm going to offer you 102. I'm going to offer you 105. I'm going to offer you 109. I would I'm rather offer you three firsts. Yeah, no, but I would take the 102, 105, and a wide receiver. That'd be something I'd be looking at. So, um, you know, an idea if you're looking for a non-quarterback, Garrett Wilson plus the 103. That is interesting. You're getting Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. You're getting Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave, a player like that. Yeah, um, it needs to be one of these second or third round wide receivers. Don't I would not do it for a running back. Yeah, if you if you need a running back, you know if you can get like one of the running backs, if that's what you're looking for. The the problem with running backs is they're just such a it's they're hard to invest in. Because yeah. the value can tank in a second, but I would need someone like a Ken Walker, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne involved in the trade, and they're not going to get it done by themselves. 
So if I'm selling Josh Allen, I need those guys. Just like I said for the other, I need a first to go with it and probably a mid to high first. Yeah, that I'd still struggle with it. Like he's almost in a two, like, and if it's super flex, maybe it changes a little bit. But if it's a two, like you have to start two quarterbacks, like that comment said, he's he's pretty damn close to untouchable unless I'm getting another quarterback in return. Yeah. Another known quarterback commodity. Yeah. So let's uh let's let's get rolling on this. Um Trey McBride. No, actually Sky Moore was the yeah, you're right. Ball. So yep. 13. Trey McBride 301. Jamal Williams 13-2. Josh Palmer 13-3. Zach uh, Ertz at 13-4. Romeo Dobbs 13-5. Russell Wilson 13-6. Damian Harris 13-7. Michael Carter, 13-8. Greg Dulcich, 13-9. Zamir White, 13-10. <coughs> Brandon Cooks, 13-11. And Chuba Harbor, 13-12. Thoughts here, and then let's switch roles. <laughs> yeah, there's just two, two guys that I'm interested in here. One is Zamir White, just because of the potential of him being the starting running back for the Las Vegas Raiders next year. Uh, and Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks is not old, right? He's 28, going on his age 28 season. I know likely he's out of Houston, which I'm okay with, right? That means he's not going to be playing with a rookie quarterback. He's going to end up going somewhere uh, that he, you know, and he's proven he can be a thousand yard receiver anywhere he goes. It doesn't matter. So I think those are the two guys that are really values here. Uh, some of these other, you know, Michael Carter is likely dead. Chubba Hubbard likely dead. Cordell Patterson, or I'm sorry, Jamal Williams. He could resign with the Lions, and if he does, that's probably a solid pickup there because he's also only 27 years old, going on 28, I believe, uh, and he led the league in touchdowns. So that could be a, an interesting pick there. But we're starting to get into the who do you think is going to have a role uh, type of picks. Yeah, my pick was Greg Dulcich here, and I got him to you know go above Michael Mayer. He's obviously someone that you know maybe he doesn't look like a, a weekly starter every week. Um, but I think it could be a top 10, uh, you know, tight end next year. Looked really good. And the offense started to get a lot better once they removed Nathaniel Hackett from the helm. Yep. All right, let's get into the 14th round. We got DJ Shark at 14.01. David Bell, wide receiver for the Browns at 14.02. KJ Osborne from Minnesota, 14.03. Josh Downs, rookie wide receiver at 14.04. Adam Thielen, 14.05. Isaiah Spiller, followed by Rashad Penny. Curtis Samuel, Nico Collins at 1409, Zay Jones at 1410, Devonta or Deonta Foreman, sorry, not Devonta Foreman, uh, Deonta Foreman at 1411, and uh, Chigi Aconquo. I'm not going to try to say his first name, at 1412. So, Dave, who's your favorite pick out of this round? Uh, I, I mean, my pick was Josh Downs, and I thought that was uh, just a screaming value. People left him on the board, including myself. Um, I, I like what we saw from Nico Collins. You know, I, I, I don't think he's going to be a starter for that team, but um, the Deonta Foreman pick is interesting because he could be a bridge guy for a team next year, and you're getting him in the 14th round. Same with Jamal Williams. Those are guys that they don't have a lot of long-term value, but short-term they could offer the value. And here, like you're just you're shooting for upside or bridge guys. And so if you drafted young early, this is where you can go and get one of these guys to wait behind, you know, Tank Bigsby you, you took in seventh, seventh round. 
you might start forming next year over him for at least the first half of the season. Yeah. Well, think about teams that made it to the playoffs in fantasy. A lot of them probably had Jamal Williams on their team, right? Yeah. So there's there a lot of those picks, if they're taken in dynasty or these later round dart throws at those players that could fall into opportunities. So. Zay Jones. I mean, he was another guy that took people to the championships. DJ Chark looked good at the end of the year. Um, very interesting. Yep. Yeah. KJ Osborne is the one that kind of piqued my interest in this round. I think Adam Thielen is out of town next year. Uh, KJ Osborne could fall into that number two wide receiver wall. And we've seen him be the field stretcher for that offense. He had a couple really solid games this year. He, he played pretty well in the second half of the season for the grand scheme of things. So I think KJ Osborne's another one of those guys that could fall into some opportunities. So, all right. Go ahead. No, you're good. All right, 15th round, we're looking at Isaiah Likely, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens of 1501. Mike Gesicki, 1502. A couple quarterbacks come off the board in Jerry Goff and Kenny Pickett, 1503 and 1504. Followed by Chase Edmonds, Jalen Warren, Aaron Rodgers at 1507, Tyler Boyd at 1508, Devin Ashane, 15-9, rookie running back, uh, Noah Fant at 1510, James Robinson at 11, and Kenneth Gainwell at 1512. So, Dave, uh, outside of your Shane pick at 1509, uh, probably another good value. What what player do you like in this round, or what player do you not like in this round? Yeah, um, you know, looking at some of the builds, I really did like the the Jared Goff pick. Um, you get C.J. Stroud. You need another quarterback. And so Jared Goff, I thought, was a, it was an excellent pick there. I wanted to see if the Jalen Warren guy had Najee Harris because um, I no. would like I would like that if he did. No. Um, de- you know, decent, uh, you know, handcuff there. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd, Kenny Pickett, those guys could, you know, be spot starters if you need him to. But other than that, I don't really like anybody else in this round. All right, let's move on to the 16th round. We got Jelani Woods as the first pick. Matthew Stafford at 1602. Tyquan Thornton at three. Daniel Jones at 1604. A couple tight ends coming off in Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby at five and six. Odell Beckham, free agent, excuse me, free agent wide receiver at 1607. Corey Davis at eight. Melvin Gordon at nine. Isaiah Hodgins, 1610. Uh, Robert Woods at sixteen eleven and Raheem Mostert at sixteen twelve. So, Dave, what do you what do you think about this round? Yeah, I, I think uh, you know Hodgins is a very interesting pick. Um, you saw he he didn't play well this weekend. He took a pretty hard hit early in the game, and it looked like he possibly bruised some ribs. Um, he didn't like play much after that. Um, but if you were to draft him in this startup after the Minnesota game, he's five rounds earlier. Yep. Um, so I think Hodgins has got earnest contract. I think the Giants are going to sign him um, if someone else doesn't. Um, and I, I think that's a great value there. Um, I like my Daniel Jones pick even more um, now that I saw that I got it. Um, you know, that pairing him with Kirk Cousins is, is a good pairing for me. And then, um, you know, looking at this this draft, I mean – what does what does Raheem Mostert do next year? What does Odell Beckham Jr. next year? What does Corey Davis next year? What does Robert Woods? I just a lot yep. of question marks. Yep. Yeah, the one that I really like in this is Tyquan Thornton, right? When you talk about the New England Patriots and what's going on with um, uh, Jacoby Myers is out of town. Nelson Aguilar is likely out of town. 
Uh, their tight ends are aged out in Hunter Henry and um, uh, John U. Smith. Tyquan Thornton is like the only guy in town right now, right? So, and he looked like he he got some work as a rookie undersized wide receiver. So I think he could get fit into that offense a little bit more and be the most familiar with the offense with Mac Jones next season. So I, I kind of like uh, Tyquan Thornton sneakily in that 16th round there. Yeah, and I kind of like the tight ends too. I mean, I'm not a big, you know, Johnny Woods kind of that one big game, but Everett and Higby were streamable tight ends last year. Yeah. And, and honestly, like I'll take them one round cheaper than Gesicki and, and Fant. Um, yeah, next yep. round. All right, 17th round, Naeem Hines at one, Jalen Tolbert, 17.02, Jeff Wilson and Hassan Haskins, Geno Smith at 17.05, Keontae Ingram, 17.06, uh, Zay Flowers, right? Yep. Zay Flowers at 17.07, Cedric Tillman, 17.08, wide receiver for the Tennessee Volunteers currently, uh, Rashid Shahid at 17.09, Derek Carr at 10, Albert O at 17.11, and Mac. Jones at 17-12. Uh, Dave, what's your favorite? I mean, I'm staring at those rookies going, like, why did people take Chase Edmonds over these rookies? Um, yep. You just, like, doesn't make any sense. Jalen Tolbert over these rookies. So, like, I if I were to just redo this, I would have probably finished my draft with, like, seven or eight straight rookie picks. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's just, you know, like, these – the rookies have so much more value because there's upside. These other guys are like, you know, you know, three or four years in, there's nothing. Um, I had Rashid Shahid on my, on my, that's my pick. And we talked about Michael Thomas. We think he's going to be out of town. Um, but Shahid played really well. And he's a rookie that people aren't talking enough about. And I, I definitely think that he deserved to be picked here. Um, again, but take the draft picks over him. But I'm, I mean, taking him over, over some of these other guys, like, I just don't – Naeem Hines isn't doing anything for you. Um, yeah. You know, Melvin Gordon, is he – he's in Kansas City. I didn't know that. You know, like, you know. <laughs> so, um, I knew that. But still, uh, you know, it's just – it's interesting to see some of these guys slip. Yeah, the I, I got excited for Team 10 there for a minute when I saw Bryce Young and Derek Carr. Uh, I like that pick, but then I see early on he took Trevor Lawrence. So why are you taking three quarterbacks in a one quarterback league? Like that's nonsense. Don't do that. Take one of the rookies. There, there are rookies out there that you can take at that point uh, over taking a third quarterback who doesn't even have a team right now. I am a Derek Carr lover, right? Dave, Dave will back that up. He's my dude. But you already got two in a one quarterback. What are you doing? Right. So I, I, I don't like the Derek Carr pick there in the 17th round. All right. Moving on to the last round, we got Jordan Love. I do not know who our Rice is. Rasheed Rice from SMU. Okay. There we go. Noah Gray tied in for Kansas City. Jarek McKinnon, Darrell Henderson, Ronald Jones, Irv Smith, uh, Spears, rookie running back in the draft, uh, TDP, Tyrion Davis Price for San Francisco. At 18-9, followed by Gus Edwards, Hunter Henry, and Mr. Irrelevant himself, Tom Brady, at 18-12. Yeah, Brock Purdy's not on the list, so this was done <laughs> a few weeks ago. Brock Purdy would definitely be up there in the uh, Russell Wilson range, probably, at this point. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, for me, this is, uh, you know, you should take rookie picks here. I'm taking rookies over every single one of these picks, except yep. for the rookie. <laughs> except for the rookie. Yeah. Oh. All right. So I, so one thing I want to get to, I know we're, we're close to the hour, um, is recognizing, let me stop my screen share here, uh, because, you know, Dave kind of talked about it, right, is – we need to be able to kind of reference or use these startup drafts to our advantage. So when we do that, um, understanding where these rookie picks are actually falling in startups can be helpful. So let me share a screen here and then let me get the pick up here. All right, right here. So what I tried to do is make it a little more reasonable to say, okay, where were these rookie picks taken? Okay, we saw Bijan Robinson be literally the second pick in a startup draft over Jamar Chase, over any of these other guys. Right? The only person that went above Bijan was Justin Jefferson in this draft. So that's the value the 101 could potentially get you. Could you? Would you, Dave, right now move the 101 for Jamar Chase if you could? Yeah. Yeah, that's a smash. It's not even close for me. Right. So it's it's very interesting. The hype is real for Bijan. So think about that. Right. If you're willing to make that move, you want to make that move, go do it. I think it's good. Uh, a smart pick. And look at the jump that you see from Bijan to Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs going off as a late third round dynasty startup pick. So so take a look at this. Think about that. Go look at some startup draft data. Figure out where these firsts land. And if you like the value that you're getting out of some other players in that range, right? Let's say Marquise Brown, right? I think Marquise Brown was a fifth round rookie pick. So would you rather have Marquise Brown or Keishon Boutte? Because Marquise Brown was a late, uh, late fifth round pick. They're about five or six picks apart. I would take, I would take uh, Jordan Addison. Over all those guys, <laughs> he is. Um, he was my 104 pick in our our Twitter mock draft that we're doing yeah, right I, now. I was so. the Marquise Brown drafter, so I did take Marquise Brown over Jordan Addison, but I would take Jordan Addison. You know, looking back at the draft, would take Jordan Addison over Marquise Brown. Yeah, I would take Jordan Addison over <clears throat> Zach Evans, right? So, I, I mean, I'd be looking. I would expect in a startup you see Jordan Addison by the end of the – by the time we get closer to draft season, even after we see the NFL draft, Jordan Addison's going to be coming off earlier in a startup draft anyway, right? But my to my – like for me, you look at a guy like Marquise Brown, you see a guy who was number eight, I think, in points per game before Hopkins came back. Uh, you see the upside that you could get there. I'm looking to move that 105 for Marquise Brown plus, right? Because people don't look at Marquise Brown as a first, you know, oh, he's not worth a first. Well, okay, well, what are you, you going to give me on top of Marquise Brown for him, right? So use these startups to your benefit when doing some of these deals from both sides of the equation, right? If you're the 101 owner, use it to your benefit to get way more for the 101 than what maybe he actually is worth. So cool. Well, hopefully this helps everybody out. Um, you have, you have a second page? No, that was no, that was it. I just did the first round. Yeah. No, but I want to you know throw that uh, throw that graphic out to me so I can throw that in the article. Um, appreciate everybody for checking in. Uh, make sure you guys give us a uh, you know give us a like, give us a subscribe, let us know, support the show, and uh, as always.
Good luck this season. Cheers. Almost just left.